Hello, and welcome to the Brick and Mortar Detroit podcast, where we discuss business, real estate, lifestyle, and travel. I'm your host, Eric Andrews, founder and owner of Brick and Mortar Detroit Real Estate Brokerage. 16 years in the industry, in the real estate industry, including experience in multiple full-scale renovation, high-end luxury apartment management, extensive customer service relations, previous property director of 55 West Canfield Lofts, 2016 certified apartment manager designation in 2021 and now 2022 Airbnb Superhost. I started this podcast for boots on the ground insights in Detroit from not just one, but as many professionals that I could find. Today's guest is Ashley Weaver, one of the nicest people I've ever met. Hi, Ashley. Welcome. And tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, so thank you for having me, Eric. Um, I am a mother and a wife of two and an entrepreneur. Um, I reside in Mansfield, Texas, which is about 35 minutes outside of Dallas. It's in the Southwest region, Um, but I was born in Detroit. I've been in Texas for 12 years now, so I know a lot about the area. I was formerly a trainer and I'm still somewhat running my training business, but I am transitioning to online stuff so that I can focus more on real estate um, as well as my children, my household. (laughs) Um, um, And yeah, that's a little bit about me. (laughs) Okay. Well, that sounds awesome. Awesome. You have a beautiful family and I love watching your social media and everything like that. So definitely have a great brand. So that's why we're actually here to kind of talk to you a little bit about that. So are you an agent or are you a broker at the moment? So I am an agent and I have considered becoming a broker, but I want to give myself maybe about three more years until I go into that or until, or until I really decide if that's what I want to do. Sure. But I am loving real estate so far. It has its ups and downs, but it definitely helps you build a lot of character and thick skin. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You never lied about that. So you're definitely in the right industry and I'm, I'm sure you're going to go far. So overall, what is your niche right now? Where are you specializing? Is there anything that you're focusing on in particular that you prefer to do? Okay, so I focus mainly on buyers. Um, I work a lot with first-time buyers. I do welcome sellers as well. In fact, I love sellers, um, especially (laughs) in the type of market that we're in. You know, it's honestly a lot easier to work with sellers, but um, in general, I do work with a lot of buyers. Awesome, awesome. And then overall, I guess, what got you into real estate? So um, I wanted to get into a career that was, first of all, flexible. Um, I focus a lot of my time on raising my kids. My kids are three and four years old. um, So I feel like this is a very important time to spend a lot of time with them. And with that being said, it's very hard to, you know, work a regular nine to five or send your kids off to a daycare and all Mm. that. You know, I really like for my kids to be home with me. So um, I wanted to get into this industry because I knew I would have that flexibility. And I think that this is a great industry where you can start to earn wealth um, very quickly. It does take a lot of hard work, but um, I think that it is well worth it in the end. And eventually I want to get into investing in real estate um, 
because I just think that is wise. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I think it's really one of the only industries these days where you can actually build wealth and save money and build an empire and actually have a little bit of residual money to kind of take and invest and then grow that money. So I think you're definitely on the right track with that one. Yeah, and it's it's also just rewarding too, just to help someone else, you know, reach that goal of home ownership. Like I love to see it and, mm. you know, just as happy as they are, I'm happy that I was able to help them get there. Absolutely. No, I, I feel like it's kind of like community service. I don't know. I mean, I get paid, but it does feel like community service as far as really yeah. navigating and helping someone navigate this type of industry and then actually have a seamless process and move into their home and feel accomplished. So I'm totally right there with you. Yeah. So off of the top of your head, what would you say is the biggest difference between Texas and Detroit? I know you haven't been here as far as living here in quite some time, but you know, I guess as far as what you remember, anything that stands out to you, um, what would you say is a contrast? I honestly, with Detroit, you're going to feel more, you know, it's more black. I'm just saying it's more black, you know? Um, and I haven't been there in a while. I know that it's probably getting a little more diversified in the city nowadays, Mm -hmm. but back when I was there, it was, it was a, it was a black city and it was nice. It was beautiful to me. Um, in Texas though, I love it here because it's massive. Number one, And it is very diverse. And there's so much opportunity in Texas. There's so many larger companies that are moving here. There's so many people that are relocating to Texas, which makes my job, you know, it it keeps me busy. (laughs) However, when there's a shortage of homes on the market, then it makes me kind of want to pull my hair out just a a little bit. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. No, it's so funny that you say that because randomly, in the last three or four months of um, last year, almost all of my family moved to Texas. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so I'm like, what is, what's taking people down here? I get that there's opportunity, but like, what is it? What is the appeal? Is it something I'm missing or what's so going much on? space, you know? I feel like everything is bigger in Texas. You're gonna get more yard. You're gonna get a bigger house. Yeah. Um, you're gonna get more places to go because there's so much more space. I see. Um, and then, yeah, there's, there's money here. Texas is a, is a money spot. You want to mm. make some money, move down here. <laughs> so is it like the new California, maybe? Are we, are we looking at something like that? Or is it just kind of a place of its own that's kind of developing and growing? I think it's just a place of its own. Some people say that Dallas reminds them of like a LA, but a wow. little more like a little more Southern, obviously, okay. you know, but it's kind of like that. You know, it's mm. not, a, even though we're down South, it's not like a, it's not like a slow paced place at okay. all. You know, maybe when you move out into the more, you know, the more rural areas, um, suburban areas, yes, it might, the pace might be a tad bit slower, mm. but in the city, there's a lot going on and it's moving fairly quickly and it's growing extremely fast. There's always new, there's always new high rises um, mm. being built. You're always seeing new real estate developing everywhere. Mm. Okay. Interesting. I have to, might have to take another visit down there. So yes. what big cities are you servicing? So is it just like the Mansfield? You may have kind of touched this on this already, but are you? Yeah, well, actually, yeah, I um, 
I work in the Mansfield area, Arlington, Grand Prairie. So yeah, I like to kind of focus in the Southwest region. Mm. Um, however, I do still do work all around the DFW. I mean, I just sold a property in Irving. I sold a property in Garland. Okay. Um, so, you know, I kind of bounce around everywhere, but I pretty much like to specialize in that Southwest pocket. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, since I'm not from Texas, and just for anybody who's not from Texas, are those cities kind of still close to like San Antonio, Dallas, or are they like pretty far on the other side of the state or anything like that? If they're well, yeah, they're they're um, San Antonio is about three three and a half hours out. Huge. So um, most of the prop, most of the DFW, I could say you can probably maneuver within an hour. Okay. You know, like if you're going from north to south you know, is, is probably going to take you an hour. It's pretty, the DFW is very big. Um, mm. And there are several cities here, but yeah, I would say, you know, it's, it kind of varies your travel time and distances and okay. whatnot. But when you're thinking about like San Antonio and Austin and Houston, those places you, you're probably looking to drive at least um, three to three and a half hours to get to maybe even four hours, especially for people. Okay, so drive. And I guess what is the price point that people would be looking at kind of like on on average, at least right now uh, in that area? So the median price point for the Dallas area is going to be about $320,000. And that's even for like the Southwest region as well. Mm. Um, When you get more into, um, into more of like the Collin County area, which will be like Allen, McKinney, um, those type of cities that are very, very, very far north. Like they're, they, that's probably maybe about 50 minutes from where I live, but their median price point is about at 450,000. So okay. it's a little bit higher out there, but you're going to get more um, luxury properties in those areas. And then in the North Texas area, you're going to look at a median price of about 315,000. I don't feel like that's horrible considering I'm assuming that the houses are huge, like you said, and everything's mm-hmm. a lot larger. Yeah. So I, it doesn't sound too bad. And so yeah. I know you you were doing real estate prior to, um, I guess, the market kind of doing the pandemic thing. So what would you say is the big difference that you've noticed from the time that you started to basically when COVID started to kind of about present time? Well, I think that right now... Um, there are a lot of buyers looking for properties and um, it's there, we have very little inventory. We mm-hmm. have about one month of inventory, which in a healthy market, the inventory is about six months mm-hmm. worth. You know, mm-hmm. we have one month or maybe a little less than that. Um, prior to, prior to the, uh, prior to COVID happening. And honestly, you know what, I was still, I think I was just now kind of jumping into um, real estate when COVID happened. I think it, it happened maybe six months after I got my license. Of course. But um, <laughs> yeah, so it was like, you saw things kind of busy, you know, there were more people out. Um, there were more people trying to sell. And then I noticed that 
once the pandemic hit, um, a lot of people kind of got nervous about selling. Yeah, you did see people selling more um, and home values have completely risen. So it's very smart for people to sell their properties. But people are scared because they're like, okay, well, if I sell my property, where do I go? Where do <laughs> right. I go if there's no inventory? Exactly. So you have people kind of wanting to sell, but they're hanging on to their properties because of the fear of not finding another place. Absolutely. So, you know, it's been very challenging, you know, and then when you work with buyers, you're, we, there's so much competition. There's a lot of people that are spending way over the amount that the home is valued at, um, which is good for the seller. You know, it's good for the seller, but then it's like, I mean, not you, so much for the buyer. Yeah. Not so much for the buyer. You know, you're not going into it with the little equity, right. which I mean, you're going to build it, but it's like, it's always nice to go in. Absolutely. It's know. a question of time, right? And the economy and kind of what happens. And like you say, right. you can sell a house, but where do you go? And then do you spend more money trying to find yeah. somewhere to live or rentals and apartments? So it's yeah. definitely kind of a weird time. And yeah. so did you have a lot of buyers get discouraged and kind of like yes. drop out? Yeah, that's <laughs> the best uh -huh. as I've heard. Yes. Um, and, you know, I tried to hang on as best I could um, with certain buyers, but it was like I understood it. It was very hard. And yeah. then it's like, you know, to get your offer accepted, you got to be willing to spend a little more. And there were some people who were just like, I am not with that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not the type of realtor that's going to force you to oh, no. spend more money. You know, I want people to feel comfortable and I want to do, I want you to do what's in your means to do. Sure. And I don't want you to feel pressured um, and uncomfortable working with me. Mm -hmm. um, so I do have a lot of compassion when it comes to my buyers feeling like that. I get it. Absolutely. No, I, I always say like, when you buy a house and you hate your house every day, I was a realtor. You're going to think of me every day with hatred. I just, I don't, I don't want that. So. Yes. Like, oh my God, why did they sell me this? Like, <laughs> that, that Ashley girl, oh, don't work with her. No, I hate her. Right, exactly. I'm good. I'm good. We don't have to do this now. So yeah. I totally get that. And yeah, so. Like, here. <laughs> now, real estate wise. Okay. So how would you compare and contrast the two markets? I know you haven't been here in a very long time. So I guess based off what you remember, which I don't know, has it been, has it been 20 years, Ashley, since you've been Man, it, it's been a long time. I left Detroit in 2009 I'm mm. like I don't even I don't remember much but I do know that one of the reasons why I left is because I wanted more opportunity mm. and that was during the time that Detroit was we were going through a hard time there was mm. a lot of foreclosures and things and mm. you know it was just looking a little dimzel right and so you know a lot of things started happening like I think there started to be become more crime, more vacant housing. Mm. And I was just like, gosh, like, what do I do here? You mm. know, I'm fresh out of college. Mm. And I was just like, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave and I'm gonna just go. <laughs> I'm going to Texas. <laughs> My sister lives in Texas. Okay. She and I was like, I'm gonna just go. Gotcha. So I went to Texas with the dream of just um, having more opportunity. Mm. And um, I also, wanted to be a cowboy cheerleader side note I mean for you that was actually probably probably an option so okay I don't think it was such yeah. a crazy dream so I mean yeah 
I wanted to be a cowboy cheerleader. I wanted to try that out. Now, ultimately, what ended up happening was I started dancing for the Dallas Mavericks. I did that for a couple seasons. Yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, and so, you know, I kind of fulfilled my dream somewhat. So we got got on the the platform. Yeah, I had some pom-poms. That was the goal. That was the (laughs) ultimate goal, to have some pom-poms and be a professional at it. So did that, knocked that off the bucket list. But yes, mission accomplished. So that was my main thing. It was just more opportunity. But Mm -hmm. now, like when I look at Detroit, there's so much more opportunity there now. Detroit has grown so much. And I actually miss Detroit Mm -hmm. like a ton. And I cannot wait to come back and visit. No, I'm not coming back right now because it's too cold. No, no, I'm, I'm trying to get down to Texas, but you just said that it's dropping at 30 degrees. So yeah, right now it's about 54 in Texas. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can handle this. I can do jack and weather. That's jack and weather. I can do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, a lot of people left um, around the same time you did. Most people moved to like Georgia and Atlanta. And it was like, literally, I looked up and most of my friends lived in the South. Most of, of my family lived in the South. And I was like, wow. But I just saw opportunity. But I could definitely see why a person would want to leave, especially around that time. It just didn't seem like. Yeah. Anybody was paying attention to Detroit whatsoever. And more often than not, I noticed that most people that are moving here are actually transplants. Um, because, mm-hmm. especially right now um, with the pandemic, a lot of people that lived in New York and other places like that don't want to live on top of each other, don't want to live in a closet. Yeah. You know, for what they were spending, you could have a whole house, like like yeah, 3,000 yeah. square feet, you know, versus like 200 square feet. So that definitely was a reason that a lot of people left, but also a reason that people are getting moving here. So for you... Would you say that where you are, are there a lot of transplants kind of coming? Is that what is kind of making things more? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. I've met so many people who come from everywhere. Like Mm. everybody, it is true. Everybody is moving to Texas. And that's why it's like, you just see so many different developments. It's like, Mm. they're just making room because there's more, there are people coming in droves, especially from California, you know? You get those people who sell their homes in California and then they come here and they cash out. Mm. They beat out all the buyers here, you know, with their huge cash offers. <laughs> and it's just insane. You know, in Texas people, that's what we want. We're like, where's the people from California? <laughs> right. No, that's exactly what's happening here. It's like their budget yes. is so crazy that people here who are just getting approved for like the average here. They're killing them by mm-hmm. thirty and forty and fifty thousand dollars, and it's just like, who's really going to compete with that? So we're getting a lot of California people here too. So yeah, I don't know. I guess California is going to fall off the face of the earth, and they're like, oh, let's gonna move out with you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, seriously. You know. <laughs> All right, so awesome. In the spirit of entrepreneurship, I know just about all my guests are hustlers and have multiple businesses and revenue streams. So what are you doing to diversify income or what have you done or what do you prefer to do? So, yeah, I seeing that fitness is just really embedded in me. Mm-hmm. And just like how I love to see people reach their goals of home ownership. I love to see people reach their, their fitness goals, their mm-hmm. health goals. Mm-hmm. So that is something that I'm going to continue. Um, I'm working on building an online platform so that I can help tons of people mm-hmm. um, from all over and they can kind of connect with me one-on-one mm-hmm. and I can just help them reach those goals. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, I mean, 
with this COVID stuff, there's more people at home, there's more people sitting, there's more people snacking, and there's more people that are just like, oh my God, I'm gaining weight because <laughs> we're sitting more, you know, we yes. don't get to get out as much. Yes. And so now I really feel that this is an important time for me to really give back. I mean, yeah. I got my degree in kinesiology. I'm a certified personal trainer. Right. Um, and this is, that's something that I've been doing for, I want to say I've been a trainer for about 10 years. Hmm. So, and I had a very, um, you know, I had a small personal training business, sure. but it was lucrative, you know, mm -hmm. it was nice, but it was just me being a mom of two now and me doing all that running back and forth to different clients. It was a it was a lot of strain on sure. me, so I had to kind of push back for a moment. <laughs> but now I'm ready to reach people again, but okay. just do it in a virtual way instead. Yeah, I mean, I think you can reach a lot more people that way. Mm -hmm. And this is a little bit of a sidebar, but since so many people are at home and are, I guess, snacking and doing things that they probably shouldn't, let's just say, let's not say shouldn't be doing, but isn't the best for them. What are maybe two or three things that you can kind of put out there for people who might be sitting down a lot, maybe not getting enough stretching or exercising, or maybe a good snack or two that they can kind of go to? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yes. I would say always sit around with like a cup of water. That's number one. Water flushes fat. Um, water is going to flush any type of toxins. Every hour you need to be sipping on that water. Okay. Um, and I would say, you know, if you don't have an Apple Watch that tells you to stand up, because mine be telling me to stand up. I'm <laughs> like, time. okay, fine. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, but um, you know, get you an alarm that alerts you to kind of get up and do mm. some type of physical activity, whether it's go to the grocery store. And I know that that's hard because, you know, a lot of people, they don't want to go to grocery stores now. But that is a quick way to get active mm. and do something that you know is going to be beneficial for you. Put on mm. that mask, get out there and go. Mm. Get up and do something. Get up, knock out about 100 jumping jacks and sit back down and finish what you're doing. Um, healthy snacks. It's always nice to sit and snack on um, anything that is like a whole food. Okay. Celery carrots, mm. peanut butter, apples, you know, I, those are like my favorite snacks to just sit and have mm. at my desk while I'm working. I love, you know, apples with peanut butter, celery with peanut butter, cucumbers with tahini. That's been my latest treat. I don't know if you know what tahini is, but it's like, I have spice. heard of it and I'm not sure if I know what it is. It's but so good. It's like a, a spice and you find it. It's weird. You got to find it in the fruit section at the grocery store because okay. you put it on fruit like mangoes, pineapples, cucumber well cucumber is not fruit but you know what I'm trying to say yeah. um but it's a it's a healthy little snack for you or even like I know you feel like you're probably gonna choke on it because it's dry but brown rice cakes or whole grain rice cakes I like those are healthy snacks. okay yeah. yeah like adding that to your diet you know with your little hummus or your peanut butter almond butter it's just, it's all about choosing the right um, foods. It's not mm. about deprivation. You don't want to feel like you're punishing yourself. Mm. It's just choosing the, it's just making the right decision. Yeah, it can definitely be hard. Well, we have to come, have you come back for a fitness and health episode. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. awesome. All right, well, we are moving through it pretty quickly, which is awesome. So I guess my last few questions to you would be, do you have any recommendations for those people who are looking to move to Texas specifically now in this particular climate? Um, I would say if you're looking to, to move to Texas, 
definitely find your find your agent first you know go online um contact me you know <laughs> i'm going to help you yes. and if i can't service the area that you're looking for um i can definitely um refer you to someone but i would say kind of like do your research like just just google different cities just kind of get a feel for it first mm -hmm. you know um, also, if you if you have a job that is relocating you here, make sure that you kind of research that little area that your job is in because mm -hmm. you don't want to have to end up commuting two hours to go to work. You know, you want to live where near where you're working. Um, but I would say the biggest the biggest thing is just to find a realtor because if your realtor is anything like me, I'm gonna help you find find properties around the area where you might be working or the area where you're thinking about, you know, right. moving to, I'm going to start looking into school districts for mm. you. I'm going to provide that information that you need um, mm. prior to that move. Gotcha. And then, gotcha. you know, you also want to just get your moving money together. Yes, you got to have your down payment money set aside, but think about how much it's going to cost to move everything. Never forget to factor in yeah. those things because that can be pretty costly too. Very costly, especially cross country. Yes. Absolutely. And so a little bit of a sidebar, but what is the school thing like right now? Is the school thing, is it kind of like hard? Are you guys doing pretty well with your school systems? Is it still virtual school? Is it some hybrid? Yeah, you know what? I think that a lot of schools right now, they're giving the kids the option to do virtual or um, go, actually go. Like I have a nephew in high school right now, and sometimes he has the option to stay at home and do virtual learning. Um, my kids, I have a, a pre-K child and she is uh she typically goes to school every day monday through friday um but it is hard they get very germy so i'm kind of like you know i'm starting to get leery about sending her to school right now sure. she's not in school like it's you. monday and she's not there because she has a little cough um so it's it's pretty tough and i have a three-year-old that just goes to a program just twice a week. Um, I've never been one of those parents that have been just wanting to send my kids out there mm -hmm. in the middle of a pandemic. Like wow. it's so much illness going on. Honestly, I went to CVS the other day and looked, tried to look for some children's cough medicine. Gone. All the shelves were mm -hmm. empty. Yes. So that just explains like how much sickness is really going around. Yeah. And I mean, I don't blame these parents for letting their kids stay at home and do sure. virtual learning. Sure. And right now they are very, um, I think that in Texas, um, in the DFW area, I think they are really open to that. They're yeah. giving the kids that option. Hmm. And if you had to, I guess, describe this area that you kind of live in and work in, in a few words, just so people who might be looking to move can kind of get an idea, how would you describe it? Are there any words that stand out to you? Well, in the Mansfield area, I would say it is very um, family oriented, very family friendly. Um, you're not going to catch a lot of like traffic and fast driving and loudness, you know, it's very just, um, it's very inviting for families of any color. Um, when I'm floating around, when I'm going to my local grocery store, my local um, mail 
my local postage center, I see people of all types and it just makes me feel comfortable. I love living in Mansfield. Um, Mansfield is very close to Arlington and Grand Prairie. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what you get in all of those areas. And it makes me feel comfortable. I like it a lot. So when people say they want to move to Dallas, a lot of times I kind of, you know, I may say, hey, you know, here are my favorite places. Let's check these places out. Sure. But I definitely I'm open to showing people all parts of the DFW because oh, in general, it's awesome. Okay, well, that was very thorough. I think that actually would be very helpful because like I said, a lot of people all of a sudden, oh, we're moving to Texas. Man. Okay, well, yes, I'll come visit, but uh, I have no, yeah. <laughs> no desire to move away right now. But uh, so these questions are going to be a little sure. similar, but... I'm going to ask them anyway. So any recommendations for those who are actually looking to get into real estate as an agent in Texas? Do you like, I don't know, from your experience or maybe something you wish someone would have told you getting in, what would you, what comes to mind when I ask that? Well, I would say that um, it's wise to get a mentor. Um, when I first got into real estate, I wanted to work with a big company, a known company, um, and it was helpful, but it also kind of like drained my pockets some, um, mm. and I wasn't making any money yet. So I would say, you know, even though it sounds like it's smart to go with the big brokerage that everybody knows, mm. but you might want to go with a smaller brokerage, you know, mm. where they can have personal relationships and really take your hand and guide you through the steps that you need to earn that success in this industry. So I would say, you know, if I could do it all over again, I probably would have started with a smaller, a mm. smaller brokerage firm mm. and, you know, just worked on having that one-on-one -on -one connection with someone there, someone who could really mentor and guide me. No, I totally agree. I actually, I started with Keller Williams in Northfield and it was a little overwhelming in a way because, you know, I didn't want to ruin my name or my brand starting off. So of course I needed my handheld and there was, it was just such a big marketplace that, you know, sometimes they feed you leads. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes you have to start off as a buyer's agent, but I never felt like I had anybody directly to go and talk to. And that is why I actually went to a smaller brokerage so I could have my handheld. And here I am with a brokerage now of my own, but I truly agree with that. Sometimes the big brokerage is kind of, you're just a number. You know, you gotta yeah. pay fees, gotta pay dues sometimes, and it's a side and the other. And it works for people, but for some other people who might need a little bit more, I don't know, handholding, then yeah, need more might personal attention. Absolutely, a mentor is definitely a great start. So, yeah. last two questions: Any thoughts for people who are looking to invest or do business in Texas? So more so, they're looking to put their money there. Where would they start? Uh, what might be kind of a good process to go to contacting realtors are always a good start, but does anything come to mind when I say that? Um, I would say, you know, for people who are looking to invest here, invest in property, um, there, number one, it is good to get with a, a realtor, you know, because realtors, you know, they have that insight that you may not have. Um, and, you know, we have contacts or connects with a lot of other realtors in the city we have connects to get pocket listings things that haven't mm -hmm. even hit the market mm -hmm. um you know we know the areas best so i mean again i know this answer sounds a lot like my other answer but There's similar questions yeah but you know getting with a realtor in the area and you know just having that realtor kind of inform you on the best areas to be at there's a lot of areas here especially in the south 
the South Dallas area, Southwest Dallas area, where, you know, the neighborhoods, the property value may be pretty low, but there are investors going into those areas and they are building up those homes. They are putting $400,000, million dollar homes in those areas because, I mean, it's, it's not, it doesn't take a lot of money to do it, you know? And those areas, they're building it up. I feel like in the next five to 10 years, it's gonna look completely different. So a lot of investors, they kind of float to areas like that. And I mean, it takes a realtor, you know, sometimes to inform them of where they need to be at to make that happen. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, well. Final question before we end. So I know, again, it's been a while since you've been in Detroit, but do you have a crazy Detroit story? Oh, my God. And I don't. I wish I did. <laughs> I'm like, gosh, I just don't even sound like a Detroiter right who, now. Who, where are you from, Ashley? No, I'm just kidding. So, okay. Right. I'm like, I'm from Six and, and out of drive. Oh, right over here. Okay. So do you have a crazy real estate story? Do you have a crazy Texas story? Do you have, just give me a crazy, crazy something. I know you got something. Look, blinks, blinks. <laughs> I'm like, apparently my life is just not even. It There's is nothing not wrong exciting. with that. I am envious. It is, not, <laughs> it is really not exciting. I'm trying to think like, I mean, I've been locked out of homes while I had a client with me and it was like a hundred degree weather and I'm all nice and cute and my pits <laughs> are sweating and I'm trying to figure it out. Like that's happened to me. And I've actually seen that on a meme on, on Instagram. And I'm like, Ooh, I can relate. That happened before. No, it's, it's so funny is you're trying to like keep your cool and be cool, but you're like, like embarrassed like, or whatever. I'm going to get in here. Hold on. Right. Wait. Exactly. Like, oh, we go in the back door and the agents are answering the phone. Like, no, those are some of the worst stories for agents because yeah, then you they just can't. Be spontaneous. Yeah, and- exactly. tools you can do it so you know i got like little apps on my phone and i'm like okay well you know what we can't get in this house but there's another one around the corner exactly exactly always offer something else or say i will figure it out for you never just kind of end there but that's how it's done keep it going that is what i do (laughs) cool cool. oh my god i miss detroit so much i just want to come home and i just want to ride down like Jefferson or something. I just <laughs> hey, it looks completely different. I live here and like, you know, for the most part I work from home and I work from my home office and sometimes we'll go to a few of the offices around here. But long story short, I can go downtown within like four or five days or a week, maybe sometimes a month of each other. And it looks totally different. It's a new restaurant, it's a new building, it's a new facing. I'm like, do I even live here anymore? Because I'm like, where I, am I? It's so crazy how fast it's happening. Yeah. The last exactly. time I went, I was there October. 2020 when did I go October 2020 20 yeah that long ago okay so you had an idea that long ago okay yep and it was just like it was real real different I was it's a different place floating around the campus marshes area is that what it's called and Mm -hmm. I was just like there's a lululemon over here like (laughs) right exactly like oh oh okay things have really changed because you we went to Cass, so you remember it being a ghost town, you know, Cass yes, Corridor. Yeah, it was a ghost town. I remember nothing. leaving school and getting pizza from that store and being kind of harassed by the people. Who- yeah, yeah, that was just a day-to-day, you know? <laughs> and it was normal. We'd be exactly. like, hey, I don't have a dollar today. I know. <laughs> exactly. All right, one more question, and we'll do our outro, and then we'll be done. So what is your day-to-day like? 
Um, so, okay, I wake up, I get my kids ready for school or if they're not going to school, you know, I fix them breakfast. I open up my gratitude journal and I always write three things that I am grateful for for today. Um, I also say a quick prayer and then I, um, I typically will eat my breakfast, have my coffee, check my emails, and then I'll check to see what is on the market, like what's what has appeared on the market. And a lot of times it's not much because we don't have much inventory. <laughs> but, you know, it's always good to know what's there. So mm. I know what to show people. Sure. Um, and then I make follow up calls. If, you know, I've gotten some inquiries or if I know someone in the time frame that needs to be buying, you know, I contact them. You know, I always do my little reach outs. And then once I'm done with that, um, I may go and do a workout. Typically, it's nice to do your workout in the top of the morning, but mm. I'm just not set up that way. So, really? you know, I squeeze my workout in maybe a little bit later, later mm. in the afternoon. Sure. Um, and then I might go pick up my school, my kids from school if mm. they're not, you know, if they're at school. And then I come home, prepare dinner, maybe check emails again, yeah. um, make a couple more phone calls. And then by 830, I'm getting my kids to bed and... And then I'm sitting down and watching some TV. I'm decompressing and oh, just yeah. getting ready for the next day. That's it. You know, and if I do have some showings, I definitely squeeze those showings in. A lot of times it's very spontaneous, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. when I might be showing a client something. It's never quite planned. Sometimes it is. Sometimes no, it's, like, it's not. <laughs> for some <laughs> reason. Like, hey, I just seen something. Not. Can we go see it? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like it's, it's hard, it's hard. You know? Yeah, exactly. Trust me. I totally get that. Like, oh, okay, I guess I gotta get up. So yeah. okay. Now are you guys expecting more inventory? Would you think would you think as well? I don't know. You're not really having like the winter season that we have here. So Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm hopeful that we will get more inventory. Um, I know that sometimes people like to wait until they're over like that holiday hump the holiday season sure. to get ready to sell you know um which is great I think that the spring season is going to look very good for both buyers and sellers um and that's what I'm hoping for you know but typically things start to start to move around like January February this time so okay. I'm just keeping my fingers crossed and praying that you know, there's more inventory for my buyers and, you know, everyone yields some type of success. Absolutely. Well, it'll definitely work out. So we have a quick word from our sponsors. Is work or real estate getting you down? Are you feeling burned out or depressed? Well, there's a solution you can use right from your comfort of your privacy of your own home computer. Center for Establishing Recovery is Metro Detroit's leading provider for e-therapy. If you're in need of a listening ear, contact Center for Establishing Recovery at establishingrecovery.com. Again, that website is establishingrecovery.com. Well, that's it for today. You've been listening to the Brick and Mortar Detroit podcast, where we discuss business, real estate, lifestyle, and travel. I'm your host, Eric Andrews, founder and owner of Brick and Mortar Detroit Real Estate Brokerage. We've been interviewing today, Ashley Weaver. Ashley, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything that you'd like to promote or tell anybody about? Leave some links, some contact information. It's your time. Feel free. Yes, you can definitely find me on Instagram at Realtor Ashley W. You can also find my business page on Facebook at Realtor Ashley Weaver. 
And you can also visit my website if you would like to check out inventory here or contact me at soulbyashleyweaver.com. Awesome. Thanks again, Ashley. And I don't know. I hope everything goes well for you. I haven't talked to you in so long, so it's so good to hear from you. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. Talk to you later. All right. All right, bye. Brick and Mortar Detroit podcasts and newsletters reflect the opinions of only the authors who are associated guests of podcasts and do not reflect the views of Brick and Mortar Detroit LLC or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. They are for informational purposes only and are not a recommendation of an investment strategy or to buy or sell any home, security, or asset in any market. They are also not research reports and are not intended to serve as the basis for any investment decision. Any third-party information provided therein does not reflect the views of Brick and Mortar Detroit LLC or any of their subsidiaries or affiliates. All investments involve risk, including the loss of money, principal, and past market performance does not guarantee future results. We always recommend you enlist a professional entity for any investment decision you may be considering.